Good evening and welcome back to the 8th episode of the Sports This Week. It feels good after a week's absence from something that's very close to all of our heart. But thank you, Vinny, for taking on my place and managing it beautifully last week. Now, coming on to this week, sports finally looks like coming back to life with more and more tournaments and events happening now. To start off with, in this week, we discuss the start of the 29th edition of the English Premier League, Naomi Osaka and Dominic Thiem's scintillating victory at the US Open, again a Lewis Hamilton win at the Formula 1 at Tucson, and a lot more from this episode and this week of the Sports This Week. Check one, two, three, check one, two, three, check one, two, three. Are we ready? Oh yeah. Fasten your seatbelts, plug in your earphones. Welcome to the Sport and Attic Network, and you are listening to the Sports This Week with your hosts Abhoy and Siddharth. But before we move ahead, don't forget to follow Sportanatic on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify and Stitcher. Also give Sportanatic 1 a follow on our social media handles that is Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn and YouTube. While a lot has happened around the world of sports this week, for us, the cherry on the pie was the starting of the 29th edition of the English Premier League. The English Premier League which probably is the world's favorite and the most watched football league around the world saw Arsenal defeat Fulham in the first game of match week 1 Lacazette Aubameyang and Gabriel's goal ensured that Arsenal got a 3-0 win over Fulham now moving on to the second game which is probably historic in many ways Leeds United making a comeback to the top division of English football after a 18 season break saw them giving a neck to neck fight to defending champions liverpool however liverpool still emerged victorious with a 4-3 win over leeds salah's three goal which included two penalties and a loner by van jeek ensured that harrison banford and clich's goal for leeds did not find enough muscle power to make their comeback a dream comeback some other games that really caught the attention over the match week 1 where everton set back to tottenham by defeating them 1-0 while chelsea's 3-1 win over brighton the second week of the epl which starts tonight will see everton take on west brom while leeds will take on fulham and the most important game of the night between manchester united and crystal palace tomorrow you guys can log on to your tv channels or hotstar to watch arsenal take on west ham Southampton versus Tottenham and Tottenham would definitely be trying to win out this game after their opening week loss and Newcastle taking on Brighton while Chelsea and Liverpool will be the match of the night moving on to 22nd it will be Aston Villa taking on Sheffield while the match of the night would be when Wolves will be taking on Manchester City at home oh boy these are literally some interesting fixtures for the weekend and considering the fact that last week's epl matches were so interesting which saw many new goal scorers coming to the fore it will be really amazing to see how these people perform now coming to la liga which also started during the last week itself it was valencia and levante's match which caught the eye where six goals were scored valencia to won the match 4-2 for valencia manu valejo scored two maximiliano gomez scored one goal whereas gabriel paulista scored one for levante the losing team jose nogales scored both the goals 
The other interesting match of the week in La Liga was Osasuna versus Cadiz. Osasuna won the match 2-0. For this weekend, it will be interesting to see when Real Madrid will face Real Sociedad. To tell you everyone, we'll see the return of David Silva, who comes back to the La Liga after a long spell at Manchester City. The match will be live on La Liga's Facebook page on Monday, that is 21st September, from 12.30am onwards. In other match, it will be Celta Vigo versus Valencia. The match will be on 20th September 2020, that is Sunday, from 12.30am onwards on La Liga's Facebook page itself. In some other news from the world of football, AFC Cup 2020 has been cancelled due to coronavirus. While moving on now to some tennis, US Open saw Naomi Osaka win her second title, defeating Victoria Azarenka 1-6-6-3 and 6-3. The 2018 US Open champion is now also ranked third in the WTA rankings because of her performance at the US Open. While Victoria Azarenka, who created her own history, also moves up amongst the top 15 players in the world because of her performance. Mind you, this was the first US Open where the finals, or rather the knockout stages, saw three mothers competing, out of which Victoria Azarenka was one of them. Moving on to the men's draw, it was Dominic Thiem who created history. Dominic Thiem completed an unprecedented comeback on Sunday at the US Open, rallying from two sets down and 3-5 in the fifth set to defeat Alexander Zverev 2-6, 4-6, 6-4, 6-3, 7-6, where the set went into a tiebreaker. This was the first US Open title to be decided by a fifth set tiebreak. Thiem, who is 27 now, is the first ever player in the Open era to rally from two sets down in a US Open final. He also became the first Grand Slam champion to be born in the 1990s, along with the 55th Grand Slam champion of the Open era and the 150th of all time. Thiem joined Thomas Muster, who was 1995 Roland Garros champion, as the only Austrian man to win a major championship. He lost his first three Grand Slam finals most recently in an epic five-set battle to Novak Djokovic at this year's Australian Open. Sports definitely has come back to life, Siddharth. With the US Open's news, the news on tennis isn't over. It doesn't feel better than this. There is so much of sports that we have to talk about this week in the world of sports and not just that, amongst even in Indian sports, that it looks like that finally life is coming back to normal. However, more news coming on tennis as Rafael Nadal makes a comeback through the ATP Tour on Wednesday after a break of nearly 180 days. His last game was on 29th February when he lifted the 85th tour-level trophy of his career at the Abierto Mexicano Telcel. Nadal, on this Wednesday, defeated fellow Spaniard and US Open semi-finalist Pablo Carreno Busta in a 6-1-6-1 victory over 73 minutes in row. In the same tournament, which is the internationally BNL, the Italia Trophy, Novak Djokovic, who had probably a very embarrassing disqualification and was ousted from the, probably ousted is not the right word, but a very embarrassing exit from the US Open this year, came back to a winning spree and probably looks like he's got his mind back in place as he defeated Salvatore Caruso 6-3-6-2 to reach the third round. Djokovic was competing for the first time on clay since his semi-final loss to Dominic Thiem at Roran Garo last year. The world number one improved as the match progressed to record his 51st victory in 60 matches at the ATP Masters 1000 event. Now moving on from tennis to the world of speed and race. Formula 1 in Tucson this weekend was probably special and disastrous in many manner. 
the race after 2016 Brazilian Grand Prix, probably one of the most disastrous races in the history of Formula 1 with two restarts. Crashes were what probably headlined the race at Tucson because the winner podium had really nothing to see with changed. It was Lewis Hamilton again like always and this guy is in a different zone. However, coming to talk about the crashes. The first two of the red flags at Tucson Grand Prix were caused by a massive crash at the start finish straight that wiped out four cars on the spot and forced a 25 minute race stoppage while the mess was being cleared up. The multi-car accident that brought out the first of the two red flags during the Tucson Grand Prix largely determined the shape of the race. It also neutralized the lead Valtteri Bottas had taken by out-accelerating his pole-sitting Mercedes teammate Lewis Hamilton. A standing restart allowed Hamilton another bite at the cherry and he was able to pass Bottas around the outside of the restarted race. That proved to be the decisive move with Bottas unable to turn the tables and it saw Lewis Hamilton again returning with a win at a Grand Prix and this year I think probably Siddharth its 7th win this season and he was followed by Bottas and Red Bull's Alexander Albon while Ricardo from Renault and Sergio Perez from Racing Point finished 4th and 5th now coming to some more news from formula 1 formula 1 has launched a fan survey to gauge interest in implementing a 30 minute reverse grid qualifying race at four races next season the championship had lobbied for a saturday qualifying race at the second weekend at venues hosting two races this season in which the grid would be set by reversing the championship order and the result of this race would set the grid for sunday's grand prix now for some more news from the world of speed MotoGP saw Franco Morbidelli win his first ever Premier Class title at the San Marino Grand Prix. He was followed by Franco Bagnaia in the second position, whereas Juan Mir of Suzuki won the third position. This was Suzuki's first ever podium since the beginning of the MotoGP 2020 World Championship. The interesting part about Franco Morbidelli and Francesco Bagnaia is that both of them come from Valentino Rossi's academy and it was amazing that for the most part of the race we could see Valentino Rossi in the third position while his two prodigies leading him in the first and second spot Valentino Rossi finally finished the race at the fourth position Now coming to more news from Tour de France Primoz Roglic the Slovakian is leading the lot in the general classification for the yellow jersey he's followed closely by Tadej Pogačar who is again a Slovakian the interesting part about Tour de France this time around is that first of all there will be no frenchman who will be holding any major positions second thing Egan Bernal who was the last year's champion is almost out of the race for the yellow jersey you can catch all the finishing stages which is the stage 19 and 20 over the weekend on eurosport and eurosport hd moving on from the world of racing we come to some badminton thomas and uber cup 2020 in denmark has been cancelled because of major asian teams like indonesia south korea taiwan thailand and also australia backing out lebron james has been named the all nba player for a record breaking 16th time Coming to some golf, the US PGA is considering rotation of the US Open venues while LPGA has cancelled the Asian Swings event and has added an event in Georgia. In Indian sports this weekend, we'll see the start of the TRP Premier League. My mistake, sorry guys. The Indian Premier Leagues start at UAE. 
the first and the opening match between defending champions Mumbai Indians and probably one of the most successful IPL teams. Having one of the most iconic Indian cricketers, Mahindra Singh Dhoni, Chennai Super King in action on day one. Day two, we'll see the action between Delhi Capitals and Kings XI Punjab. And while all of this happens, the question still remains that what is going to be the viewership for the Indian Premier League this time and which we are going to discuss a little later in our business of sports section. But for now, we are all happy and we are all glad that the Indian cricketing season is back into action, back into life and now fans can rejoice. Moving on from there, while we rejoice the restart of cricket, there is still dark clouds looming over Olympic sports in India. However, if the recent reports are to be believed which happened yesterday, in a welcome hearing and outcome for the National Sports Federations, the Supreme Court has now allowed the Indian Olympic Association to take a call on recognizing the National Sports Federations while stopping the High Court from interrupting the process. What do you think about this, Siddharth? And do you think that this in some way is a blessing or probably a bane in disguise? Considering the National Sports Federations avoid this decision comes actually as a boon for them because all the federations have been struggling for funds for a long, long period of time. And considering if the Delhi High Court's hearing or the appeal of Delhi High Court's or what should be put it as the order of Delhi High Court was to be considered, then every time the sports ministry had to give recognition to a sports federation, it would have to go through the Delhi High Court first. And because of which 54 national sports federations were already de-recognized. De- during this period of time of lockdown. And considering now all of them require funds, it's a very good decision. Now coming to the fact that what the sports ministry can do from it is there are a number of new federations which are in the pipeline to get recognition. For them, it is the biggest decision of their life because of the fact that they will now get central funding, which is important for the growth of new sports in our country. Like we saw in the case of Shiva Keshavan where we were talking about winter sports and he not getting a proper recognition for all his career. And only after retiring, he was actually called for an Arjuna Award. So I think learning from that is that the new sports like rowing, sailing, etc. might get recognition beforehand and the athletes will also have the advantage of it. Kind of, I agree to it, Siddharth. But you know what? Again, we go back to the old question. Will the functionalities and will the operation structure of Indian federations change? Or will it still be as bureaucratic, as arbitrary as it has always been? Now, this is a debate that's never ending. But for now, at a juncture, when we are hitting onto the doorstep for Olympics next year, or probably the Olympics that is still scheduled to be held on time, it was a much needed step by the Supreme Court. And we, as sports fans, only thank the Supreme Court to finally take this decision that it is under the legal rights of the Indian Olympic Association to decide recognition for the National Sports Federations. Moving on to some amazing statements that are coming from Indian badminton coach Pulela Gopichan. He has proposed many leagues to start between top players to basically resume sport in the country. Eight Kelo India centers of excellence are supposed to get upgrades of 95.19 crores in four years. The names of the centers are Odisha, Mizoram, Telangana, Manipur, Nagaland, Arunachal Pradesh, Karnataka, and Kerala. The centre has also given an updated SOP for the resumption of sports activities in the country. 
the first important point of the SOP is that testing. The cost of all COVID-19 tests will be undertaken by the athletes, coaches and support staff. Joining training will be paid by Sports Authority of India. All those joining the camp will have to adhere to the following protocols of testing. First is self-isolation. As far as possible, athletes have to self-isolate themselves 15 days prior to joining the training along with the declaration for it. All athletes, coaches and support staff have to undergo mandatory RT-PCR test for COVID-19 96 hours before traveling to the centers and would be allowed to enter the center on the production of COVID-19 negative certificate. If the athlete, coach or support staff is unable to undergo the test before traveling due to unavoidable reasons, he or she shall be tested through an RT-PCR test immediately on arrival. Further, only athletes, coaches and support staff who are found negative for COVID-19 are retesting through RT-PCR on sixth day of quarantine. After reaching the camp, would be allowed to resume sports activity after a total quarantine period of seven days. However, these athletes should not mingle with the athletes, coaches, support staff who are already in bio-bubble training environment from before for a further period of seven more days. The last point that is given is that for any athlete, coach or support staff who is found positive of COVID-19, the standard protocol as prescribed by the government of India, state government's ISOP and local bodies would be followed. Further, all athletes, coaches and support staff joining the NCOEs, that is the National Centre of Excellence, would have to adhere to the guidelines of the Government of India, State Government, SAI, SOP and the guidelines of the local bodies with regards to COVID-19. You know, Siddharth, these standard operating procedures, they sound really robust and they sound pretty watertight in nature. But my question still is that the number of cases, the way they are skyrocketing across the country, how far will a center be able to isolate everything that happens inside it because while the players are staying inside a bubble, there are many other things on a daily basis that happen from the outside. That will be a bigger fight for the Sports Authority of India and center managers to fight over the daily course because we as a nation are still, to an extent, careless about how we operate ourselves during this pandemic. However, I will give a benefit of doubt to these athletes who are dying to get back to the training grounds and probably start preparing for the Olympics as they have already lost seven valuable months of training to doing nothing and sitting at home, just hoping when can we start. Moving on with the business of sports, the Federation of International Hockey has launched a new fan engagement application to stream live coverage of matches in association with content and multi-screen video company Nagra, with the aim to be the digital home of hockey for fans, players and officials worldwide. The application, called Watch.Hockey, is available for free on the App Store and Google Play. The first live stream will be of the Pro League, which starts on September 22, 2020. In cricket, Pakistan Cricket Board has landed up with a $200 million PTV deal, which means that all domestic games of Pakistan will be broadcast live inside Pakistan through PTV. Moving further, with more information and news on cricket, Sports Radar has inked an agreement with the BCCI to scrutinize the IPL betting in this edition, while Stats Perform has entered into Premier League data collaboration with Beyond Sports. 
Dream Sports, owner of the fantasy sports platform Dream Eleven, India's number one fantasy gaming app, also the title sponsor for the Indian Premier League's 13th edition on Monday, announced that it has raised a total of $225 million in a funding round led by New York investment firm Tiger Global Management, TPG Tech, and homegrown private equity fund Chris Capital and Footpath Ventures. Although I'm very interesting to see how are they going to scrutinize betting in IPL, though I read in one of the statements that it, is, it said where betting in IPL is more difficult as compared to betting in a bilateral series. Betting doesn't happen in cricket, Siddharth. We are doing a podcast. And in this podcast, we are only going to talk about what's true. Betting doesn't happen. Let's talk about the other news now. <laughs> Absolutely, boy. Betting does not happen in cricket. We cannot question it. It's like Supreme Leader's thoughts. But nonetheless, uh, moving on from there, we talked today about IPL and the business around it. Mumbai Indians has signed on four global brands as their sponsors, which includes Samsung, Colors, BKT Tires, and Cadbury Dairy Milk. Hansa Research has launched an IPL brand performance tracker. Big Basket has partnered with Rajasthan Royals. Kings 11 Punjab has signed on Skylin Laminate as associate sponsor. Port is the official audio partner for six IPL teams, including Chennai Super Kings, Kolkata Knight Riders, Kings 11 Punjab, Delhi Capitals, Royal Challengers Bangalore, and Mumbai Indians. Lupin Life is CSK's digital hygiene partner. And last but not the least, it is MPL who has roped in Sachin Tendulkar as the brand ambassador of their application with the advent of the Indian T20 season. What you have forgotten, that Sachin is on a signing spree. He's now also the brand ambassador for Paytm First Games. So that's all what we have from the 8th episode of the Sports This Week. But before we call it a night, do not forget to catch the most important games from the English Premier League on the Star Network this weekend. The most important games from La Liga on the Facebook page of La Liga in India. The final stages of Tour de France on Eurosport SD and HD. And last but not the least, catch the Roma GP on Eurosport SD and HD this weekend. And hope you guys enjoy this weekend by completely occupying yourself with a lot of sports from different sports. And that's about it. We call it a night. Good night.